Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. How to get more leads, how to get more sales, how to convert and get results. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with RJ Hubert. How are you? Hey, awesome, man. Uh, thank you for having me. And that intro video was beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's my team. You know, I never give them task. Please create something like this. I just tell them. I need something creative, not long, but creative. Love it, <laughs> That's love why, it. yeah, uh, I love to cooperate with people who can uh, learn my mind to understand me because, you know, it's hard to get results if you cooperate with someone that asks uh, a lot of questions, what to do, how to go ahead. Guys, create it. I don't care about that. So I need quality stuff. You, you spoke on my podcast two times. I love it. So valuable. I love learning from you. Tell our audience, remind about yourself if someone can listen the first time this episode about your business, about background, experience, and why you decided to share with us about getting leads. Well, yeah, like I said, thank you very much for having me. My name is RJ Hubert. I have a lead generation digital marketing agency in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania called HBT Digital Consulting. Instead of trying to be a one-stop shop ad agency where we do everything, we niched down to what we were really great at, which is search engine marketing, like your Google ads, your Bing ads, and social media advertising. So your Facebook ads, your LinkedIn ads, things like that. Um, I work with from financial services to large credit unions, to law firms that are in the state of Pennsylvania, to HVAC companies. Uh, one of my larger clients is the University of Pittsburgh. I help them out uh, with with uh, advertising one of their master's degree programs. So I'm a little bit spread out in industries, but it's all on how do we get more leads for our service or business? Nice, nice. Okay, I wanna start from my personal experience. Once I spoke with um, uh, a customer who told me he lost four hundred thousand traffic because Google dropped his ranking positions, but he didn't lose any sales. So he got a lot of traffic, but this traffic didn't sell his products. Can you tell how to create the right strategy? Because I often see when people are looking uh, for uh, some vanity metrics like traffic, uh, likes, comments, but it doesn't help to sell. I don't care what how much traffic you have. Uh, everyone wants to get sales. Any tips how to create the right strategy that covers a buying persona? Sure. I mean, you can focus on SEO, which is the search engine optimization, which is like the content side of things and how your website is optimized. But, you know, the other side of that is like flipping on the light switch, the paid ads, the Google ads. Those people are searching with high intent. They're going to Google for an answer. Um, they want to find something. They want to buy something. They want to do research on something. And that is going to convert higher than somebody who's maybe just goes to your site to find out a little bit more information about something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how to create the right strategy. Uh, for example, it doesn't matter uh, paid marketing, organic reach. We need to find topics uh, that will bring traffic that will convert in them. Any tips how to find it? Keyword research. Uh, before you mm -hmm. start anything, figure out what keywords and what relevant keywords 
are for your product or service, um, even for the SEO side or for the search engine marketing side. Um, I use Google Keyword Planner. Um, it's super easy, but there's a lot of other, like AREFs has one, Moz. Um, you can find out all your keywords. Um, but yeah, figure out what keywords that you want to that you want to be relevant for your product or service. Um, what's really cool about the, you know the Google Keyword Planner is it's giving you historical data on what people are actually searching for, the volume, the average cost per click on the low end or the high end, the competition level, is it low, medium, or high? And if you can figure out the right mix of keywords to go after, you can be very successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agree, agree. Everything starts from keyword research. Uh, then we need to find topics that are related to our products. And, you know, uh, many years ago, I uh, set up Google Ads campaigns from scratch without any experience. I didn't care about customers, about customer journey, because uh, I paid for clicks like five, ten cents, not a lot. And uh, today I need to pay five, ten dollars. I can't uh, skip or avoid any things like to set up the right uh, buying uh, persona. Can you tell how to do it today? Uh, how to find a buying persona and uh, create the right campaign that will convert in the end? I mean, the persona. So why don't you just take a look at your current customers and maybe mm -hmm. see if you can create a general profile of these individuals. Um, you know, what's their age, what's their location? Um, what, what are they, what are they consuming? What kind of content? Um, you know, Google does a lot of this legwork on, you know, in the back end of things, um, via audiences. So when I'm doing like display campaigns, YouTube campaigns, I love creating custom audiences of people searching, on the web for you know certain keywords or visiting certain web pages, um, that's a really cool thing um, that you know maybe some people not they don't know about. Um, you can create that custom audience of people going to your competitor sites or other you know sites in your industry, and you can target them with your ads. So um, utilize your audiences more. I think you know you can build out audiences of people that ver visit certain pages. Um, for a limited time only, you can do similar audiences. I know Google is kind of phasing that out. Um, you know, you, you probably heard about lookalikes. That's all on Facebook. Um, yeah. What do you think about audiences, uh, and Anatoly? I think it's better uh, to consider a specific place. For example, you know, uh, once I decided to set up the same audience that I had on my website uh, to YouTube ads, but I found they're different. You know, people have different mindset on YouTube. People are looking for ways how to learn, how to get the right content that can help them. Uh, on my website, they're looking for services. So I found they're different. <laughs> so even if you set up uh, or learn audience for LinkedIn, TikTok, you need to consider that platforms are different, uh, people are different, or even if you have the same people, they have different mindset now. So for example, yeah, and that's I interesting. And actually, yeah, yeah. To, to add to that, um, like Google Analytics 4, um, it will actually show you the type of user and like the traffic that you're bringing in. So it will actually say 90% um, of your users are also consuming like entertainment or games or things like that. Um, so you could create content 
you know, for that specific segment and just target entertainment or games. And while it may not be a one-to-one match on your specific like services, maybe it just gives you an idea of content creation. Like if you can somehow tie the two together, which is definitely an art in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, art. You know, uh, uh, I think, you know, the last time, uh after uh launching chat gpt uh, many writers uh use this tool we can't deny it we can't avoid it uh, i use chat gpt a lot uh, i used ai before chat gpt uh, but i found that ai is not creative it's not only my fault of course many think people can think the same that it's not creative it's uh, uh the best rewriting tool ever rewriting not creating something new not art uh can you tell can you tell about ai how we can use ai today uh because uh, i think all marketers use it and it's not only only about marketing uh probably all niches need to consider ai because you know ai is not going to replace people uh, ai is going to replace people who don't consider ai don't try to implement because uh, people who uh use it they can uh be more productive and will replace in the future any tips how to to do it right all right so look i think ai and chat gbt it's like the flavor of the week i think it's it's hot it's good to know i think there will be ai for a long time um i think it's great for like a research from a research standpoint and to try to get like a succinct answer now there's no flavor to that there's no art it's boring. If you copy that and paste it into a blog or in a LinkedIn post, people are going to see that and be like, yo, you just copied this exactly from ChatGPT. Um, my recommendation, do your research on there, pick out some good nuggets, but then put it in your own words. You got to add some some unique perspective to it and maybe storytell a little bit um, because if you're just copying directly, it looks kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although, you know, Anatoly, uh, did you see um, the uh, AI version mix up of like Drake and The Weeknd, the song they created? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it I was found okay. this article. It was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think AI will surprise a lot. You know, even my team, we created our AI tool that can help to create uh, text for all website pages. And uh, in the home page, you can find a golden button. Guys, it's not a golden button. <laughs> it's just uh, uh, help. You know, you can create text, but you need to edit to provide something new. And you mentioned about boring. I think, yeah, I agree. AI is boring because uh, it's generic. And uh, I often ask my friends about a new movie. Uh, about feedback and uh, the most common reply nothing special the same plot i watch many the same movies so uh, i think uh, users need something new Uh, i think it's not only users google linkedin any platform can recognize what people want to get they want to get something new they're not interested to get uh, old stuff even with the best grammar ever Uh, can you tell how to be creative by using AI? Okay, uh, you mentioned that you uh, uh, use AI for finding ideas, but uh, do you use for other goals? Uh, any tips about using well, AI? I don't know if you've done this personally. You can get logos made um, now in the in ChatGPT. If you pay like a subscription fee, you can mm-hmm. tell them, hey, can you mock up a design? Um, 
but you know, you have to have some like thought about what you want it to look like. It's the prompt, right? It's whatever you put in. So, um, you know, I have, have you ever had like a design made from AI? Yeah, I use, uh, Dell too. You know, okay. I, uh, I played with that, uh, um, I usually leave this job for my designers because, you know, I, uh, yeah, they can use it. Uh, I use Canva, even Canva um, updated with AI. So, yeah. What I want to know is about the copyrights. Like, are they taking any design images from people who may own a certain idea or a cer certain copyright or trademark? That would be the interesting part um, going forward about, like, where is it sourcing these these thoughts from and what are they taking from? Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. You know, you mentioned about boring. Uh, I like this word because, you know, uh, once I spoke with Jim Edwards, uh, he worked in Business Insider 10 years. He started on this company from scratch. Then company was sold for $500 million. Good okay. success, uh, good recognition, thousand employees, uh, uh, a million people can uh, consume this content. And he told me that success of business insider depends on creating non-boring content because business is boring yeah it's true it's not like entertainment it's not like uh, mr beast on youtube it's boring uh, and uh, i see the same issue you know uh, i love reading business books because i know it's valuable but most of them are boring you know when you take this book you can read it can forget anything from this book uh, uh, you can uh, you know i usually use them before sleep uh, uh, when I'm going to the bed, uh, if I have problem with sleep, I can take a new boring book, sleep well all night, and I don't need medicine, pills, anything because of taking this boring book. Can you tell about creating non-boring content? Uh, because, you know, uh, it's not only books. It's not uh, about, I think, all content. It depends on all content because uh, uh, we have high bounce rate uh, on podcasts, on video, on website content so any tips how to hook attention of your uh, you know customers I, users so yeah. i like to see things through a lens of like what do i like what do i respond to and have that sort of inform what uh, what information i'm trying to go out for you want to appeal to your audience so what audience are you creating for um are you you know what what do they consume what do they like Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, and uh, can you tell how to learn audience, you know, because, you know, uh, I see when companies usually use tools or the average data, uh, but uh, it's better to provide deep research. Any tips how to learn your audience and understand their pain points? And yeah, you got to talk to them? people. You got to talk mm -hmm. to people all the time. Um, for example, I work with HVAC clients, uh, AC installation, heating, all that plumbing. And I'm talking to service people. I'm talking to the admins and just having conversations with them. What are you seeing? How can we position like stories and how can we talk about what you're seeing? Nice. Um, that's my best thing is like talk to actually talk to the people in the industry and reading tweets. Um, are you big into Twitter? Like I, I love Twitter. Um, so just like I think you can take like pages of what people are putting out too. Mm -hmm. yeah nice nice yeah yeah i agree i think talking listening to others is a powerful tool much better than uh, the average data because customers are different audience and then uh, the boring stuff like how do you i mean unfortunately you cannot be in the middle you need to be on one side of the spectrum or the other that's why like trump killed it because he just went really really white right wing my recommendation is like 
what what do you want to read? What do you want to consume? And then kind of like put an interesting spin on it. Don't be boring and bland and say, say the same thing people always say. Like try to be different. Yeah. yeah. And that takes guts. Think, yeah. I'm sorry. That takes guts, right? To like put yourself out mm. there. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, um, I often reply to my customers about uh, to stand out from the rest. It's important because I, uh, you know, when I get the request, please uh, check out my competitors. I want to get their sales. I want to get their customers. Guys, you know, uh, your competitors have their strong side. Uh, for example, if someone is good with YouTube, but if you have no idea how to film videos, I don't know why you need to compete with them. Find something else. For example, you can write much better. You can, uh, I don't know, uh, to record podcasts. You can uh, create the best design to be in there. So it depends. Yeah. I agree so what are that. you what are you best at? Are you best at podcasts? Are you best at video content, writing? What do, What are you the best at? Ah, uh, you know, I think, you know, I often feel that I am jack of all trades <laughs> because okay. uh, my best strong side is to cooperate with uh, experts in specific niches. For example, I'm not good with writing, but I can hire great writers. I'm not good with filming, but I can cooperate with people who can create nice video uh, content. So I think... Yeah, it's my strong side to find someone. For example, in most cases, I cooperate with projects in crypto, forex niche. You know, it's hard to find writers. Uh, I'm not a recruiter, but I reach out to people who can write for Forbes, Bloomberg, many other websites. I ask them about their price. Uh, so then I uh, create content plan, get uh, con uh, text, uh, unite with designers who can... Uh, create this design so then we submit then i cooperate with link builders who can promote this content so i think my it's management management nothing else uh, i'm so bad you know i i often speak with great experts and i understand i'm far far away from them far away because they're much better than me but i know how to find them you know who can help me to get to get results so yeah, you're like the uh, you're like the uh, point guard in basketball. You're just passing the ball everywhere. You're seeing the court. You have the vision, and you're getting the ball to the right person at the right time and making plays. Yeah, something like this. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about monetization. Can you tell about submitting call to action? Uh, how to do it? Uh, you know, we use a lot of content marketing. And sometimes uh, websites have traffic, but uh, low conversion. Any tips how to do it right? I think, and I've been talking to my clients about this, is it's all about the offer. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Dan Kennedy, but he's a great writer on marketing, creating offers, mm -hmm. creating calls to action. You want an offer so good, it just knocks the pants off, your, off that person and said, if I don't take action, I am severely missing out. So... I think you need to add urgency. You need to add benefits, bonuses, testimonials. Um, and actually, some people would argue that longer pages, longer sites, they keep the person engaged um, and ready to convert. Some people would argue like those those are really good. Um, I know ClickFunnels you know, uses like tons and tons of copy because they don't care if somebody bounces. If somebody bounces in that first paragraph, they probably weren't ready to buy anyway. And if you have somebody scrolling, reading, watching the testimonials, seeing the offer multiple times, 
they're, they keep reading. They keep reading. They're engaged. Now they believe it. Now they believe the author. Now they believe in the product. And now, boom, they're ready to buy. So maybe maybe try that. What I tell people are like, you know, you need to test. Test your landing pages. Test your offers. Because what I think works, what I think is beautiful, maybe the person buying and becoming a prospect, maybe they don't react to it at all. So A-B test. Yeah, yeah, love, love it, love it. Yeah, I love to experiment, to test because I think everyone starts from generic strategies, uh, best practices. Then uh, we need to adapt to find what will actually work because uh, generic strategies don't work. Yeah, and, and that's that. you know, mark that's marketing in a nutshell, right? It's like you know, you test a campaign, you test your offer, and then you you try something different. You try to keep your conversion rates going up and your performance going up and the income going up. So um, you got to be always testing new things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, experiments, testing. Uh, can you tell how to do it right? Because, you know, for example, in SEO field, it takes time. You know, to, if I change content, uh, I need to wait like three weeks, you know, <laughs> to analyze how Google... Uh, uh, got my content and uh, what kind of ranking can I get? What about paid marketing? Uh, any tips how to do it right? Yeah, I have, I have a great example for you. So one of my mm -hmm. clients, May Create Design, they're based in Missouri. They build beautiful websites, the best websites you've ever seen, easy to use. Uh, check out May Create Design. Uh, we created a Facebook ads legion campaign for them. And basically, we tested three different audiences in one campaign. One audience was remarketing to their website visitors and people that engaged with their Facebook content, went to their Instagram page, like things like that. We tested a business owners group who were a business owner and they had an interest in web design. And then we tested a third ad group. So in one campaign, we were able to put an equal budget into three different ad groups to test which audience actually performed better. And what we had found was um, the remarketing audience in this campaign example performed the best. They were warmer. They were ready to convert. Um, but that's just one example on Facebook. If you have multi if you have ideas of like multiple audiences that may be interested in your thing, you can test that instead of just launching with one audience and hoping this this works. You can really niche down into specific audiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I agree. Today it's important. Even if you have a few audiences, it's better to find a buying persona. Yeah, love it, love it. And you mentioned about Facebook. Uh, can you tell how to choose the right platform? Uh, we have Google, Facebook, probably the most uh, popular. But we have others like Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, TikTok. So can you tell how to find the right uh, platform? I mean, that's a great question. Uh, and it comes down to where is your audience? Generally speaking, everybody probably has LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and they're looking on Google. But for example, here, I was talking to a recent prospect. They wanted to reach all of these different associations and specific like member groups. And like something like that is super niche, super specific, to, like B2B. LinkedIn ads would be a great place for them. Um, if you have a visual product, a beautiful jewelry shirt, like engaging uh, imagery, do your Facebook and do your Instagram because it's beautiful. It's going to pop. It's going to catch your attention. Um, I love Google search ads, right? Uh, I, I feel like if you have 
something specific that people search for and you have a great keyword, you can really attract them that way. So um, that's how I do it. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, uh, once I spoke with a few data experts and uh, they told me uh, it's better to have the balance between less data and over data. So to have enough data. And I, I remember one uh, story about uh, Jeff Bezos. Once he got a research team uh, that shared data about a new product and the research team asked him to give more time to analyze, to collect data. And he denied. He told, no way, guys, nobody knows. We need to test the experiment that you mentioned. Uh, and uh, this product called Alexa. So today, most U.S. Uh, homes have this product in the U.S., uh, and uh, can you tell about getting enough data? Because uh, many data experts can tell that over data can hurt more than help. So people don't know what to do, <laughs> which data to use. Any tips how to simplify experience of marketers and get enough data? Uh, well, let me give you this example. So I was working with a credit union in California and they wanted to target specific data they're people that had a um, a car loan with the credit union and try to upsell them on another like insurance product a product that they may not have so they were able to leverage data and go after that specific audience with a product that they may be interested in um and i think it doesn't matter if that if that is a crazy amount of data millions of you know uh, columns or entries or, you know, a hundred different people with a car loan that may need an insurance product. Um, so even if you have less data, find out how you can leverage that for that a specific product or service. Another example is um, if I'm running Google ads for clients and I have 10 different Google ads clients, but maybe they're not on Facebook ads, I can use that data of people that I work with and try to upsell them on other products and services. So, I mean, that's just, I think, two examples of on the client side and then on the agency side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, let's talk about common mistakes. Can you list mistakes that companies still do and any tips how to find a much better way? <laughs> yeah, uh, so why are people not putting pixels on their website and tracking performance? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, I think, the biggest uh, issue. Um, mm -hmm. and not setting up conversion actions. I don't know what's happening. Where are my leads? What's going on? Is this campaign working? Uh, yeah. Set mm -hmm. up your conversion action, set up your pixel. Those are the top two right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Simple and uh, well working. <laughs> okay. Uh, I phone from my experience. Um, I usually get, uh, high results with someone who understands SEO, organic reach. If they don't understand, I usually tell them, take my course. We have course. We created this course with Lily Ray, uh, Jeff Coyle, Mike Phillips, many great experts who help me with that. And uh, uh, when people get the basic, we can go ahead. We can get great results because it's not like to hire a specialist who can uh, provide the rest. Uh, we are not Magicians, we don't know, we have no special secrets, but we can use our experience, practice. In the end, we need to cooperate because it's not like, you no, know, just to ask someone, please do the rest. You know, uh, can you tell, uh, for example, if uh, you have 
a new customer who doesn't understand what to do, uh, why, how to set up the right goals, how to learn about that. So, uh, can you tell what to do for someone who, or uh, the best way how to learn before hiring specialists who, who can help with that? I mean, first of all, I point them your way. Say, if you want to learn, learn from Anatoly. Uh, but, you know, there's everything I've learned, you know, I've learned from another person by asking questions um, or, you know, visiting YouTube and like the DIY method. Um, what I found best is like, look, let's get on a Zoom call. Let's meet in person. I will walk you through Google ad campaign so you can visualize it. And I could show you the example of the ads and display ads. And I could show you where they were, were shown. And then I could walk you through Google My Business and show you why that's so important and where reviews are and all your updates and your products and services. Um, that's what I found. Like, you just got to kind of go into the dirt with these people and uh, show them what's up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. interesting. Okay. Uh, I have the question about the future. Can you tell what kind of future will be in digital marketing? Uh, because we have today AI that was simple to ignore, hard today, impossible tomorrow. But uh, any forecast about the future and how to adapt to this possible future? That's a great question. I love it. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be new channels popping up. So obviously TikTok is the big one. Will it be banned? Won't it be banned? I don't know. <laughs> but what we do know is there probably will be other, uh, you know, social media channels, maybe other um video platforms so that's coming my recommendation is don't put all your eggs into one basket because that basket might you know get ripped from you if you're a, a tiktok legend and you only do ads on tiktok what if that gets banned i mean you need to you need to be ready to talk about the next thing and move and always be ready about like what's that next thing um gary vaynerchuk is like big on that like he's always he, he always talks about oh go to the airport and I'll look at what that 15-year-old is bringing up on their phone and seeing what they're engaged with. Because that's the future generation. Uh, whatever's capturing their imagination and their uh, you know, passion, that's probably you know, where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we spoke about how to create the right strategy, uh, about customers, many other valuable insights. But I want to ask about your customer. Uh, can you tell uh, what is your uh, the best perfect customer and uh, about your strong side why your services are better than competitors have yeah my best customer is going to be a law firm probably a five to mm -hmm. 15 person law firm somebody that has money to spend on advertising that they won't blink twice on spending three to five to 10k a month to acquire new customers um you know i can prove results i can prove the leads that come in um, I try to get them a very low cost per lead, great conversion rate. I know the industry. I have case studies and examples. So yeah, a law firm that is ready to scale. Like I've, I've talked to some companies and totally, they're like, you know, we're happy with where we're at. We only have a couple service techs. We don't want to grow. And that kind of sucks to me because like, I want to help a business grow. So like hook me up with those law firms that are ready to get more business and really grow. And that's how, like, I can find, like, really great success. Nice, nice. Love it. Love it. A big pleasure, again, to get on my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. 
Yeah. Well, hey, thank you again for the opportunity. RJ Hubert, HBT Digital Consulting. Uh, look us up on Instagram. We're on Google. We're on, we're everywhere. So um, I'd love to talk to you about any lead generation projects you might have. Nice, nice. Guys, you can find the links to RJ Hubert in the description below, to website, to social media accounts. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Love it. Love all your valuable insights, guys. You need to follow RJ because you can see a lot of value. Love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.